for the final time in 2018. In the words of Public Enemy's Chuck D, bring the noise. Podcast Network. I am Charlie Taylor, and this, the last time of the year, is what's good. I hope everybody's doing well. I'm actually recording this on Christmas Day, so yeah, there's that. Um, I'm not gonna lie, drink a little bit. Mm. Drink a little bit, so it's all good, you know, I'm feeling good. Um, pretty much had a. Uh, the family's had dinner and stuff, so, you know, I was allowed to actually do this <laughs> during the, uh, during Christmas Day. But, yeah, you know, hope you all had a good Christmas holiday, and, you know, it's ne- it's nearly New Year's. So, you know, hope you're all preparing for that. Hope you're all preparing something big, because I told you last week that New Year's is my, my, my thing right there. So, um, of any day in the year, even above my birthday, you know, above all that, above Christmas, whatever... New Year's is my day. New Year's is the day. And I'll probably tell you why in the live segment, but formalities uh, to do. So, you know, if you have to, well, if you want to, yeah, if you want to hit up the, if you want to hit me up, got the email, fifthelementpub, gmail.com. Uh, got the Fifth Element UK, Twitter, cheercharlieRT on Twitter, cheercharlieRT22 on the IG, and also got a Facebook page for the Fifth Element, so all, all of that in the description below, of course, as standard. Uh, so, as it pertains to the show today, uh, there won't be a certain segment, so I decided not to do a sports segment, the only reason why was because I didn't have one, I just, I just you know, throughout the whole, what I do throughout the whole week is I just, um, you know, I just, you know, I do my normal life, and I just, you know, do whatever I want, do whatever I do. And, yeah, there wasn't really much, uh, you know, there wasn't really much sport to talk about other than really NBA Christmas, um, you know, darts maybe, but, yeah, I didn't really consider those really worth talking about for 15 minutes, you know, so, you know, I don't like to force things, so I'm not going to, so, with that said, there's not going to be a sports segment for this particular episode, there might be next time, so, hopefully... I'm obviously trying to, you know, do all four, but sometimes might not, might not, might not have the. I just don't want to force stuff. So if there's nothing to talk about for sport, I'm not going to talk about sport. So you know, so it goes. But I do, excuse me. But I do have the life. I do have the music, and I also have the film and TV, and I also have just um. I just want to give myself some at least like five or ten minutes to the end just to talk about why I feel like um. I feel like reflecting on the year and um. And talk more about that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I might just, um, I might just, do, I might just do that uh, at the end, of, at the end of the podcast. So stay tuned for that. Call it a life, call it life segment part two, but it's not really. 
so yeah, let's get into the show. So I want to talk about first thing I want to talk about film and TV. All right. So recently there was a it came up on Twitter for me first thing and it was basically a video that resurfaced from a HBO special that was done in 2011 called Talking Funny. Now, I watched this at the time it was released. I actually bought it on iTunes, believe it or not. I used to be on that life, but not anymore. Uh, so, yeah, I actually bought it on iTunes. So, basically, the show is an hour special on HBO, or well, done by HBO anyway, where it was uh, Ricky Gervais, Jerry Seinfeld, Chris Rock, and Louis C.K. And, obviously, they're comedians, so they basically they basically talk about comedy for for an hour for an hour or so, and, you know, it's funny, it is, it, last time I, oh, I doubt and watched it, obviously, since, like, I don't know, 2011, 2012, but, it, but last time I checked, it was quite funny, I, I enjoyed watching it, it was very fascinating, so, the, 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 the show itself resurfaced, but only a particular clip, because that's how people do it, and, you know, like to take things out of context, which is, which is how life goes sometimes, so, a particular part of the show was when, uh, Chris Rock, CK, Seinfeld and Gervais were talking about the N-word. Um, on the clip itself, Louis C.K. and Ricky Gervais, white people, as you know, uh, they say the word. They say it. They, they say it. And it is incredibly uncomfortable. It really is incredibly uncomfortable to watch. And even when I watched it back in the day, I was kind of a bit uncomfortable. And even at that time, I will admit, I wasn't really educated. Well, well, I was educated on what the word was about, but I didn't really know the depths of how far it went, you know what I mean? And now I know these uh, in my more older years uh, in terms of now, but yeah, back then I didn't really know the severity of the, of the thing, of the whole of the whole thing. So, uh, you know, it was, it was more... And, you know, people have been battering Chris Rock for it, you know, just by allowing it, and the fact that Jerry Seinfeld actually said on the, uh, on, the on the thing himself that he does not seek it, and, you know, basically he was more, it was the most uh, cognizant, cognizant of the meaning, you know, cog- cognizant of the words and the severity of it out of all four of them, and obviously Chris Rock being the black guy, you think he'd have the most severity on it, but obviously not. So yeah, the the whole clip is incredibly awkward. Um, if you need to see it, just look it up. It's it's not hard to find. Um, and yeah, people have been battering Chris Rock for it, and obviously Louis C.K. has his own problems. Uh, this is probably the least the least thing he's getting roasted about recently. And Gervais, I have no idea. I don't think he's actually talked about it. I don't think any of them have talked about it really. It's just been battered around Twitter and uh, other other spheres of social media. So yeah, it's a, it's an incredible is like I said, it's incredibly uncomfortable, and as as it pertains to me, I don't really enjoy it. But it is one of those things where you know, comedy. You know, it's it's just one of those things where where's the line? Is there a line? You know, comedians will say there is no line, and you know, in some contexts, it probably is probably you know. It, it can be it can be funny, you know, but in this case it was incredibly uncomfortable. Just the fact that you know it's just four dudes ch- chatting up, you know, just chatting, just shoot, shooting the shit basically, and yeah, but you know, in in that in in that particular environment, let's say this in that particular environment, it was incredibly just not it. It just it, it wasn't it, chief. It wasn't it. So yeah, I, I don't really have. I guess I don't really, in these kind of moments, I don't really feel 
too educated on the comedian sphere of it because obviously the n- the n word's the n word and we know what that is about, okay? But when it comes to comedy, it's a different it's a different not universe, but it's a different you know it's a different language, I guess you know, where you know they construct these jokes, they spend months, maybe years constructing these jokes, and you know every word has to be in place. You know, what I mean it's very. Is kind of a balancing act, and com- comedy is always a balancing act. I, I've, I've I've said one. I've said I keep saying to myself, you know, the worst joke I, I could possibly think of is being a stand-up comedian because it's just it's just excruciating. <laughs> it just looks excruciatingly painful, especially starting out. It it just it doesn't feel like it, the vibe at all. But um, but yeah, it was it's kind it's kind of weird watching it, and you know, I, I find it quite interesting that it's actually popped up now. That it's taken all this time to pop up, and you know, I saw the clip itself, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's from Talking Funny," and yeah, I watched it ages ago. But obviously, this is probably the first time people have seen. Some people have seen it, and obviously, there's a bit of outrage, and you know, it's understandable. It really is. Uh, I, I really want. I, I honestly, I just really want to know Chris Rock's thoughts on it as it pertains to like now. You know, just looking back at it, did he regret? Does he regret it, or does he just you know? wish that he did more like checked him on it but again it's being a comedian is very different to being a normal person you know they push boundaries for a reason they push boundaries in the sake of making people laugh and you know some you know louis ck is you know he's that person that is very dark and he says stuff that is a bit grim but you know at the same time you're laughing so you know do you feel do are you piece of shit because of it exactly so and then you know Rick Gervais is more it's more observational um but of all the people that uh, of all the guys that use it I can't can't really just uh, it's a bit it was it was a bit awkward just watching him do it it was just like he's not I know he ain't well I don't know he ain't that person but like you know from his comedy he 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 does these light-hearted things you know with you know Derek and you know that that's a light-hearted show, and David Brent, in a way, is very light-hearted, and then he just goes with this, and it's just it, it's not his mold. You know what I mean? It doesn't fit his mold. When Louis C.K. said it, I was just like, yeah, that's definitely not the first time he said it, and Ricky Gervais probably isn't the first time he said it either. And you know, in that case, it's just always it's just it's just always a matter of just like you know, one wondering. What do they actually truly truth serum? What do they actually? Why do they use it? Like truth serum them? You know what I mean? Just ask them why. Just just why? Is there any any need for it? Most of the time it's no, unless it's a perfectly constructed joke and it ninety nine times nine ninety nine times out of hundred it probably isn't. So yeah, I mean if you haven't seen the clip itself, watch yeah, give it a watch. But yeah, it's very it's very awkward. And for the record. You know, in my perfect world, um, the N-word would not exist or be completely eradicated from the lexicon, you know? You know, I, I feel like nobody should say it, no matter who you are. But obviously, I know that won't happen. And, you know, people use it for, you know, as we're talking about comedy, it's an art form. And that's why people, that's why some people use it. Now, you know, we're talking about two white guys saying it in front of a black guy and another white guy who is completely uncomfortable. So, you know, there is context here, but if we're talking about the blank statement, it shouldn't be said. And obviously, I can get into that, but I 
won't because it's 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 no it's, it's, it's no point there's no point getting into the details of it so i'm just taking off my jacket right quick so uh the next uh, the next thing i'm going to go for is the forbes america's wealthiest okay so obviously forbes business magazine of sorts and you know money money people they do a they do many lists actually they do you know there's four richest rich list and you know 30 under 30 you know they they do they do some fun they do some fun lists and you know i like my lists which actually is coming up later so i wanted to go through this america's wealthiest and i only wanted to go through it just for one particular thing so i'm gonna go through it right quickly just to view the gallery because that's how they do the list for some reason so number nine, James Patterson, the uh, the author, the, uh, the novel writer, novelist. Uh, nine is Tiger Woods. Uh, Diddy Combs, uh, Sean Sean Combs. Diddy is a uh, number eight. Number seven is David Copperfield, the magician. Now here here is the crux. Here is the crux of all of it. Right. Um. I'll 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 uh, number five is the. Bit I want to talk about, but I'll go through the rest of the list just, just, just for kicks. Uh, number four is Michael Jordan. Uh, number three is Oprah. I think yes, Oprah. Uh, number two is Steven Spielberg, and number one is George Lucas. Okay. Uh, now the money for them don't really matter. It's about the. It's about number five, and it's tied between two people. Okay. Now, I just want you to. I just want you to. When I say these names, I want you to think about what they do. And I want you to think about also, I guess, the effort they have put in over their lifetime. Okay, Not, don't talk about the year because obviously this is about this is this is a yearly list. But just just broaden the scope a little bit, and you will see where I'm coming from when I say these names. Okay, just 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 so you know, I'm just preparing for that. Broaden the scope in terms of their life and the effort they've put in since then, in in their lives. How the hell is this a thing? So. Number five, tied Jay-Z and Kylie Jenner, okay? And they're both for 900 million, okay? So think about that. Just just think about that, you know? Jay-Z, 20, 30-year career, 30-year career, okay? Been rapping since, you know, just since he was a U, Okay? And has this uh, Live Nation deal. He's been touring. The, he's been touring the world with Beyonce in the past year. You know, doing all of that. He's he's starting to create doc, producing documentaries, uh, producing stuff, and obviously he's done a lot of multimedia stuff. And yeah, you you know Jay Z, okay. And then we get to Kylie Jenner, who, you know, I'm not really I'm not one of these people that you know are just um, oh. She she she's she's actually mad lazy, you know. She she's just rich for being for being famous, basically. And you know, to an extent, she is rich for being famous. But I will give her the fact that you know she. I don't know who put her onto it or whatever, or she thought of it on his own on her own. But she did. She has created a cosmetic, you know, cosmetic company, and it is booming. That's fine. That is fine enough. But it just irks me. It really does irk me, the fact that she's on the same level of Jay Z already. Now let's not act like this. This is Jay Z, okay? Let's let's not be, 
Let's not act like, you know, Kylie Jenner's a freaking business genius, okay? Let's, let's, let's be real, okay? She is not Warren Buffett. She ain't Bill Gates, all right? This, she, okay, she ain't, she ain't a banker or nothing. She, she ain't all, all that business, okay? She just happened to put her face and her name on a cosmetic kit, and the sheep followed. That's it. That's it. And, you know, people were going to, uh, people would come back at me, a devil's advocate, and just say, like, oh, but nobody else has done it. No no other rich, no, no other famous socialite has done it. Kylie has. I'll concede that to you, sure. I'll, I'll give I'll give you that. I guess no, but I guess nobody else has done it other than Rihanna. But hey, they're different. I don't know. It just stinks a little bit, doesn't it? it? Just stinks. Just 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 smells a little bit off. The fact that she's on nine hundred mil already, and just just for selling a a cosmetic kit. I'm not saying the numbers are doctored or anything. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going in conspiracy. I'm just simply being. I'm just simply saying this. It's a bit. It's a bit odd. It's a bit odd, and I'm not. You know, I'm not really talking about the. Um, I'm not really talking about the you know the business acumen, of it. I'm kind of talking about something else, and I think you know. I think you know what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah. That is America for you, isn't it? That really is America in a nutshell, isn't it? Isn't it? Is it not? <laughs> okay, right. So yeah, this is this is a mad short. This is a mad short episode, I know, and uh, it's, it's you know it's fine. I don't, I don't mind that. It's um you know it's the holidays, and I don't really, I'm not really you know I've been I've been, I've been drinking. I've been drinking. <laughs> So, you know, I'm not really, you know, putting much effort into this episode, uh, <laughs> per se. So, um, yeah, it, it, but it's, it's cool. It's cool. At least I'm doing it. Let's be real. At least I'm producing an episode. Um, so, I'm going to get into the final thing and then just uh, reflect on the year, which I like to do. And that will be very, very loose. So, keep up with me on that one. Uh, so, the music. And, obviously, Fifth Element, we are doing, uh, well, I am doing, uh, three official lists. I have already given you songs, and I gave you that last episode. So I thought for this episode, I will give you the EPs, top ten EPs of 2018, and for the albums, well, they're gonna drop on the 30th. So I guess I might not really put it on the show because it'll obviously be out for a while after that. So you know, we'll we'll see, we'll see how it goes. So let's get into the top ten EPs of 2018 now two things to two things to note uh, before i begin actually uh this is not ranked this is no particular order okay so just just so you know and also if you read my article on kanye west's uh wyoming sessions so daytona kitty ghost yay uh, the 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 last album that should not be named and tiana taylor's uh you will know that I don't class the projects that came out of them albums. I class them as EPs. So do not be alarmed when you see them here on the list and not on the album list. Uh, I know they're classed as albums everywhere else. Um, it's just it's just me. It's just my opinion. So um, you know, uh, it it doesn't really affect the fact that you know everyone considers albums. It's it's just me. It's just me, and I'm fine with that. It's cool. So I just wanted you guys to know that. So, since we're speaking of that, we shall start with number uh, with the first one, which is Pusha T's Daytona. So, this has been a constant member of people's top fives uh, of the year 
you know, it's obviously it's Grammy nominated as well. Uh, and apart from Kanye using a verse to talk about himself, everything push on touches on uh, touches on this turns to gold. Let's be real. Uh, from the first track, if you know, you know, to the final track, Infrared, that began obviously the push of Drake beef. Uh, the beats are the beats are dark, grimy, uh, with samples that briefly take you out of it, and then push pulls you back in the dark. You know, the samples are like very light light hearted, and then he just just pulls you back in. Uh, if you want to hear like a difference, uh, well, an example of that, people like uh, Comeback Baby and Santeria, Santeria. Um, so yeah, and it's also, you know, inadvertently became the source for the most fun story in hip-hop this year, which was obviously the Drake beef, and obviously that's just icing on the cake for the project itself, but, you know, it holds itself as a short, sweet novella of lyrics that just make you go, yeah. Side note, how do you spell Pusha T going, yeah? How do you how do you spell that? Because I spell it as Y E A U R G H. I don't think that, is there a special official spelling for yich? I don't I don't know if there is. Uh, my favorite track on that is if you know you know because that's a banger. Uh, my second EP, Black Thought, Ninth Wonder, and the Soul Council Streams of Thought Volume One. Finally, 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 after all these years, we got a we got a, a full non root project. From Black Thought, finally, it's, it's a glorious day. Uh, and obviously, no disrespect to the Roots, we all know that they're one of the best groups in music history. Uh, discography is classic after classic, but I think we can all agree that Black Thought, as a rapper, as a pure rapper, bars, just bars, only bars, bars only, has had to fit in the Roots' mold. You know, the Roots have a mold, and Black Thought has fit into it, and that's fine. That's completely fine. But we 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 need him to be let off the leash. You know, he's never been given a collection of beats and just told, "Go ham, bruv. Just go in. Just do what you would. Do what you will. Just machine gun it." And that's exactly what he did until Ninth Wonder. He's jamming the beat collective with Soul Council, gave him the tracks, gave him the targets, and he just bossed every track, bossed them all. Uh, it's not even just thought that delivers. Actually, that's what makes, and that's probably what separates for me than what separates. Um, uh. Volume one to volume two, the features in volume one are just so clean, so clean. Rhapsody, Styles P, Kirby come in, and they add their own heat. Uh, you know, it's, it's been a long wait for a Black Thought project. If you if you're about if you're about that life, and but yeah, it was hella worth it. Uh, favorite track of that is probably Making a Murderer. Uh, Kids see ghosts. So Kanye fans, Cuddy fans, everybody in between have been waiting for a project with these two. Obviously, waiting a long time. Not as long as Black Thought, but hey, uh, you know when you you know when you imagine a collab between two people and it comes out exactly how you thought it would. Kidsy Ghost is that project, you know, all the cuddy hums to soothe your soul, uh, all the Kanye and Kanye isms you could possibly want, sprinkle with some decent features from the likes of Pusha T, Ty Dolla Sign, and also Yasin Bey, formerly of Most Def. Uh, the beats are unpredictable. Seriously. They are really unpredictable. Um, I, th- I think that they're, none of them are similar in any way. Uh, you can really tell that Kanye put the most effort into this one from a beat perspective compared to the others he produced this year. Um, but in my mind, I think Cuddy really makes this what it is. I've, I've, I've had this thought for a while where, you know, Kanye has his own, has his own thing, but he really enjoys... Being in okay, is that the word? Being in Cuddy's lane is that the phrase? 
I don't really know how to. I don't really know how to word it because obviously, Cuddy, this this Kitsy Ghost sounds like this is how I, okay. This is how I can say it. Kitsy Ghost sounds like a Cuddy project, but with Kanye in it. Does that does that make sense? It just it just sounds like a Cuddy project with Kanye, you know, prominently featured. You know, what I mean, that's basically how I see it. So. So I see it as a, I see it as a Cuddy project, um, and as much as people want to talk about Cuddy's side, Kanye's side, obviously Cuddy comes through with some clean bars, and a cadence that's only unique to Cuddy. So, yeah, uh, my favorite track is that it's probably Fire, um, Throwing Free as way. Well. I feel free. I like that one as well. Uh, next one is Raylo, So Gone. Big up, big up the new friends of Five E, Raylo. Uh, I was personally waiting for this one for a while. Uh, after getting constant IG posts of these guys on film esque posters, they look like film posters if you if you follow them on Instagram. Uh, this EP delivers on that film esque feel, especially the title track, which actually sounds like, in my mind, it sounds like uh, it's introducing a black and white high slash getaway film set in like two thousands Hackney or something. That's that's really how I that's that's really how I see it. If you if you listen to it, you could probably you could probably see why I, why I put that. Um, the rest of the EP expresses all sides of the quartet's individual tastes. If you want to know their individual tastes, uh, look up the article and also look up the interview that I did with them because they actually expand on that. So, yeah, the EP doesn't really have a genre. You know, there's some rapping, there's some vocals, but the whole vibe of the project and the beats behind them, you know, it's closer to movie soundtracks than any actual genre music, to be fair. Uh, I'm not really sure that previous the previous sentence makes sense you know the the movie soundtracks and actual genre music not sure if that makes sense uh but I consider that they have an ambigu ambiguousness about them amb- ambiguity about them uh, and i find that a good thing to be fair you know these guys they really are formless from a genre perspective so they can do whatever they want for the next project on the scene they actually and they all fit into their mold so um yeah that's quite that's, uh, that's quite it's quite fascinating that's quite fascinating honestly uh, the next EP, uh, Dizzy Rascals Don't Gas Me. Mm. I t- I t- Dizzy's on a hot streak, I've got to admit. Dizzy's on a hot streak, he's back. Raskit last year, Don't Gas Me this year. He's on a hot streak, he's on a, he's on a hot streak. Let's be real, he's two for two So uh, in, in these two years. So, you know, top 10 worthy album last year. If you check my album list last year, he was in that, def- uh, he was in that prominently. Uh, I think he was in the top five. Yeah, I think he was somewhere in the top five or top six, definitely. Um... Yeah, and this one is just this, this project is one of the most fun listens of the year. Like albums, e, uh, albums and EPs. This is one of the most fun projects uh, to listen to, honestly. So, excuse me. Um, yeah, so starting with the title track, it's perfect. Excuse me, perfect for like a uh, bopping uh, with the squad in the car, just you know, just, just bouncing up and down, just like bouncing your head like that. Just, it's uh, it's kind of clubby. It's kind of clubby, but it's but it's also got that you know just that. You, just that unique dizzy vibe, you know. I, I don't really explain it, but yeah, it's a very unique vibe. Uh, Money Riot, great feature by Skepta. It's a real tasty back and forth between them. And you know, speaking of features, the best features on here were was on Spinya. Uh, P Money, C Kane comes through. They just go. They just bring their best, pretty much, along with Dizzy. Like you can't really rank all three of them because they all three all three have good have good verses uh, on that song, and uh, you can't really, you can try and rank them if you want, but I try not to, um, so yeah, that's that's probably my favourite track on, on the on the EP, but yeah, it's just British Bars is the best, the whole project's just great, Flex Bars, UK Rap Grind Bars, 
a couple of punchlines that will definitely make you laugh in dizzy fashion. Um, but yes, don't sleep. Don't, do not sleep on this EP, for sure. Uh, next one. Next EP. Deacon, Cotton Wolf. Another pick for a friend of I feet. 5E. Uh, it's a four-track EP. Takes us on a journey, pretty much, with the whole project built around the voice of African-American ex-slave Laura Smalley. And it's got, like, her, the first two tracks is, especially have these very prominent... Uh, literal, you know, uh, what's, what's the word, um, just audio, basically, audio from Laura Smalley herself, and uh, she's speaking, so, yeah, and it, set, and it really sets the tone for the whole, for the whole EP, um, it begins with Dark, the, obviously four tracks, and the first two tracks, No Evil and Freedom, uh, they really both hark back to subjects of, like, black pain, you know, from slavery to now, just, just constant pain, you know, there are Tracks are worth, they, they, they really are worth like several listens, honestly, just to truly capture the message, honestly. Um, his time fits perfectly with every track, especially Front of the front of the Bus, which is my favourite track on the EP. Uh, contains this, you know, it's got this slow beat tempo rise near the end, and it really catches you off guard, and then it just speeds up, speeds up, speeds up, and you're trying to keep up, you're like, oh my days, this is crazy. When the first time you listen to it, it's so exhilarating. It really is an exhilarating listen. That uh, that song, especially the last last minute or so, it's just it's just mind blowing. And the last track, uh, Negritude, is kind of um, it's it's kind of positive in a way. Um, uh, it actually flips the children's song "Ring of Roses." Uh, ring, ring of roses. Yeah, you know the track, a classic banger. Um, it's uh, but it's, yeah, it's very charismatic and cartoonish. But the lyrics are still keeping it real, so yeah, you you really should listen closer to that whole EP, Cotton Wolf, Deacon, Big Up. Uh, next one, very popular one, uh, Her, I used to know Her Part 2. And yeah, this woman can't miss. She really cannot miss. Um, I, I, I haven't listened to a Her track that I haven't, li- that I haven't liked, really. Like, every track I've listened to of her so far, from the EPs to the album uh, to her features... She's just on point every time. On point. She's really hundred percent under. She's undefeated for me right now. I haven't seen. I haven't heard a whack track from her yet. Um, something I've noticed from noticed this year from her, <laughs> her, 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 crazy, uh, is that she's already evolved her sound in a way. Uh, the hurry, the her EP, uh, that you know, the volume ones and twos, that uh, you know, kickstarted her career. They had this deep, slow, contemporary R&B, just like bass, bass, just very, just very slow and methodical. Um, but with this EP and, you know, part one preceding it as well, she is kind of switching up. The instrumentation is leaning towards more of an acoustic sound, you know, just, um, just not many uh, instruments, more. It's not just like a drum machine or anything. Uh, it doesn't sound as futuristic. It just sounds more acoustic and simple and simplified, but, you know... In that case, she is just—it's um, just given her more of a stage, I guess, more more of a upfront. Because you know, some—I I will admit—sometimes when I listen to a, you know her volume ones and twos on her volume one and two, you know, sometimes I just liked it because of the beat, and I wasn't really listening to her lyrics. But in this case, for part one and two, you because the instrumentation is very simple. You really listen to her lyrics more. It's, you focus a lot more on it. So yeah, her lyrics are still poetic, still full of heart, and it just makes a makes you feel like she is really an open book. Uh, the vul- vulnerability is evident as always. 
and uh, but it's her subject matter of faith that adds another part of her life we haven't really explored yet. So that's a really that's, that's really what uh, put this on the list for me. Just the fact that she started talking about faith uh, in the last couple of tracks, and yeah, uh, Lord is coming is my favorite track off that one for sure. Now this one's a fascinating one. This one's a real fascinating EP. So, uh, one minute of your time by Katori Walker. Uh, seriously, so fascinating. So, how how is it possible, right, to do a five minute EP, five songs, five unique stories, and if you do the math, they all clock a minute each exactly. Katori Walker answered honestly. It's a, it's a it's a worthy question, and Katori Walker did it. And he did it emphatically. So they're all only a minute long, uh, but the word Playboy Walker is at such a high level, he does everything in five minutes. Everything. So he basically has five unique perspectives. He has a black man who just died, a young man who prefers the hood life than going to school, a stressed woman who visits her baby daddy in jail, uh, a person who's asking for forgiveness uh, and himself, you know. Talk, and he talks about and himself talking about ethics, that's the fifth one. So, yeah, you really have to, I can't really explain it, you really have to listen to it to really believe the fact that he did it. And, um, yeah, it's a real fascinating project, the fact that he did all that in five minutes. And the amount of content in there is just jam-packed, it's, it's silly. Uh, my favourite one is Act 3, um, just this woman in a uh, on the video. He has um, audio visuals as well to um, go with it. So it's basically, um, you know, one of them, um, you know, guy in, guy in person, a woman in jail, and uh, a visitation, basically, you know, he has the phone to his ear, you know, so, yeah, and she's just, like, proper screaming, but it's obviously Katori Walker, and it's like, it's, it's very passionate, very, very passionate. Uh, another interesting one that I didn't really see coming in terms of my radar, um, I just saw it out of the blue, and I was like, yeah, let's give it a go. So uh, this is Otis Mensa, Mum's House f- Philosopher. Uh, I actually caught this. Uh, um, I caught it in pure luck. I caught him and the project out of pure luck. I just saw it on social media one time, and I was like, okay, sure. So you know, it was in one of them moments where, you know, you see something that piques your interest, and you just wonder how much does it pique your interest? Is it enough to actually listen to it right now? Uh, or, or, and you know, if you don't pay attention now that you probably will forget it by the end of the day so um, I decided to you know grasp at the chance and here it is on the top 10 list so uh, he's a Sheffield based uh, rapper and spoken word poet and uh, it comes through this uh, unique six track EP the beats are very calm more chill n- near chill hop vibes kind of thing um, it's very it's more it's one of the more easy listens to to be honest this year in terms of like beats and you know just overall vibe. It's very easy to listen to, but if you re- but you know even in that case, you still need to listen to the lyrics because he has a very interesting lyrics going through it. It's a genuine fifty-fifty hybrid of actually rapping and spoken word. So if you don't listen to spoken word, that's completely fine, and maybe be actually better if you don't because it will make your experience of this just a little bit more special. I think uh, where you you know just it kind of. Um, it takes you out of the usual listening experience that you're used to, where, like, you know, it's just someone rapping over a beat, but, you know, it's just, this guy's doing spoken word, and it's, it's you know, it's kind of it's kind of interesting to um, take yourself out of that, you know? I'm trying to remember, I'm trying to think of the word for it, but I can't really think of the word for it, so it's in my tongue, but um, I, I blame the drink. So, yeah, we'll give you a shock to the system. 
uh, from a delivery standpoint, but won't be so, you know, out there that it will put you put you off. And even does a smooth hit the uh, the smooth the smooth hip hop beats alone will keep you interested. Let's be real. So you know there is a, there is one song here where uh, where it actually does a really good flip, a really good flip of a uh, Dr. Dre's explosive. You know the yeah that one. So yeah, it's a mad good flip, mad good beat flip. Um, uh, my favorite track on that is Outside the Cave, which I think is actually the one that's, um, that I'm talking about. And the last one of the top 10 EPs is uh, a very late entry. came out only a few weeks ago. It's uh, Ian Kelly Champion, uh, spelled with an A, Champion. Uh, newest member of Jamna Records. Uh, right as I begin to, you know, right, seriously, as I began to compile the list, this drops. So, yeah, it was a very on time. Uh, Oakland Expat uh, delivers a smooth debut. Even though he's relocated to North Carolina, this EP is firmly West Coast. Firmly West Coast. You know, the tone, his tone is firmly Oakland. I mean, if you've heard other Oakland artists, like Too Short and them, you know that, you know you can, you know there's a West Coast, uh, there's there's an Oakland tone uh, towards each of them. So, um, and Ian Kelly definitely has that that tone as well. Uh, The beat compliments him just as the beat should do. Um, That's usually what you should expect as a, you know the jam records have such a, have such a strong you know producer line. Uh, the lyrics are full West Coast lingo, so you know don't be discouraged if you don't understand the references. But regardless of that fact, he shows to be a very good storyteller, and his ability to paint a picture of words is already at a very high level, very very high level. Um, but again, words to the beats accompanying him because they're just super clean. The samples are beautiful, um, especially in tracks like Deja Vu and Do Something. Um, and actually Deja Vu is my favourite track on that, so yeah, be sure to give all those a listen, amazing track, uh, amazing EPs, and uh, yeah, I'm sh- I'm sh- hopefully you won't be disappointed, <laughs> don't be disappointed, <laughs> but yeah, those, those are my top 10 EPs. So yeah, I've given myself enough time, which is good, uh, to talk about the, um, the year I've had, and you know, just a recap, because this will be obviously the last time I'll get to talk on wax about uh, about what I feel like uh, before the new year. Um, so, where to, where, to, where to begin? So, I guess at the start, at the start of the year, right, you know, a lot of cha- a lot has changed for me personally, and I guess uh, a lot for you guys as well, hope, um, hopefully. Um, a lot has changed for me because, you know, at the start of the year, I was obviously still in university for one thing, um, I was, you know, at that point I was planning to, I was planning out my FMP and my final projects, my final major projects, and, you know, the story, the, the, the script itself, you know, came out as I wanted it to go, um, and, you know, that was all because of just good planning and good supervision, um, at that time I was just very... I started to think about, you know, where I would be at the end of the year. You know, it's, it's kind of weird. I never, excuse me, I've never really done this before, but, excuse me again. Uh, I, at the start of the year, at the start of 2018, I was already thinking about 2019 in a way and beyond. Because, obviously, I was about, to, you know, I was a few months away from finishing university and graduating. And, you know, apart from that, it was very unknown. All of that, all you know, everything after that was unknown. After after 
uh, after July 11th. I just, you just don't know what's going to happen. And, you know, I was kind of getting paranoid about that all the time, just constantly, you know, trying to work and, you know, focus on the now, which I always try to do, you know, always try and, you know, think day by day. And I think that's how, how life should go, you know, just carry yourself day by day and learn, learn and constantly learn and, you know, constantly make yourself better. But, you know, I couldn't really help myself from having these moments of thinking, what the hell am I going to do after July? And in a way, I'm still like that, you know, um, I've got some things going on for me, but, you know, um, it's still, it's still a bit unknown for me. And, you know, you can have, you, 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 there's two kinds of people that, you know, when they have that, you know, in they're in that place of life, they either, they either fear it and try to avoid it, or they, they're excited and go head first, basically. And, you know, I say there's two types of people, but there's always, you know, that third person, which I think is the most logical one, where is, you know, you're fearful, but you, you know, you have to go and, you know, you just put your head down and go for it. Um, And that's what I've been trying to do with this. And that's what I've been trying to do with my writing as well. And, you know, that's what I've been trying to do in just in life in general, just, um, just to think about think about what next year and beyond is going to hold and I know I'm gonna I know I'm being very personal at the moment but I probably will broaden the scope later on um thinking about 2019 I'm actually I've actually you know I've kind of put it down boiled it down into one sentence actually uh I've never been so hopeful for myself but also I've never been so optimistic for myself you know, you know, going into a new year, but I've never been, on the flip side, I've never been more pessimistic about the world around me, you know, there is, there may be unknowns of me, but I'm completely fine with that, because I know as long as I keep doing me, I'll get to where I want to be, but as it pertains to the world around me, that's unknown, and obviously I can't control that, so it's kind of, it it just kind of gives me a shiver up my spine, honestly, just thinking about it, just, you know, just thinking about what's going to happen as it pertains to the EU and leaving all that stuff, you know, as it pertains to my country and was it, how you know, how the world overall, you know, just statistically everything's going fine, like we're progressing, you know, as a quote-unquote species, you know, you know, child poverty has gone has gone down like you know in the past 20 years stuff like that you know murder rates and all that yeah you know yep 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 everything's going fine but obviously in the vacuum of now everything seems so bleak and you know even you know you everyone can get caught up in that but there were also some people that you know try very hard to not be cognizant of it and, you know, I said, I said in the first episode, bringing it back to the first episode, I said that, um, uh, you know, I'm cognizant, but I'm also being very contemptuous with it, where, you know, I'm, li- I'm listening, I'm listening to everything, and as it pertains to, you know, politics and news and, you know, the problems of our, uh, problems of our day, 
but in some cases I'm very contemptuous because it's just like stuff that should be sorted by now, or not not, not even sorted actually, that's, that's a bit, you know, idyllic, but at least prog- progress, you know? F- two years, two years doing all this EU stuff and we're still here, like, like complete unknown. That just makes me contemptuous, it doesn't make me angry anymore, it's just like... <laughs> What 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 if if you know I mean it's just very it's just very sad to think about. But, um, if I can go back to me right quick, um, again I've never been more optimistic about myself, you know, because simply because I feel like you know I found a rhythm, I found like a true rhythm in terms of what I do and what I'm trying to do. Um, Next year, I'm going to actually start script writing again. Um, I don't know if you, <laughs> uh, I don't think I've, I don't think anybody's cared or to even notice, but um, I actually haven't been screenwriting for the past three, four months. Um, I actually did. Well, well, I lie. I have done some script writing, but it was for a, uh, but it was for a new. Um, I'd say a new, I'd say a new acquaintance, a new friend, new acquaintance, quote unquote. Uh, so I got asked to do something, so yeah, it was it was basically for them, but it wasn't for me. I guess yeah, if you want to count that as script writing, then sure, I've done I've done that. But um, yeah, as it pertains to my own projects, I guess I haven't really I haven't focused on any of them in 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 months. I've actually been focused on you know doing the podcast here and also doing the and also you know just writing for the site and trying to keep that up. Um. So yeah, next year I'm going to do a lot more screenwriting. And I'm very excited for that. I've just I just wanted to take a hiatus off it, be, simply because I've just been doing it for the past you know three four years now, and you know it's just I just, I just wanted to focus on article writing honestly, and I just wanted to focus on doing the podcast and getting that sorted because it's taken a few months to sort out this podcast and sort out the Fifth Element podcast as well, which I'm hoping still is still happening next happening next year and that's another thing I'm optimistic about the fact that I might have two podcasts under the belt under the fifth element podcast network and it actually becomes a true network I hope to have other people asking me you know if if I can help them do podcasts because that's actually what I want to do at the moment I want to help you know people do podcasts and I want to help them build their own you know, make it respectable and have the aesthetics to it and have, you know, just be watertight. Because a lot of people, you know, a lot of people are doing podcasts these days. A lot of people. A real a real lot of people. But their quality is terrible. It, quality is terrible. And, you know, I hope my, I hope the podcast I do now is, you know, of, of a high quality and actually, you know, withstands the test of time in terms of quality. But some people have really bad podcasts. You know, and and you know, it's just a bit, it's just a bit, ugh, it's it's off putting. Um, so you know, I feel like I can do that for people, you know, and I kind of want to do that. So you know, if you have a podcast idea, let me know. Um, and hopefully you can be part of the Fifth Element Podcast Network. And you know, it's a, and it's again, it's another, it's a it's a significant arm to my site and me as a person because everything I do now is in term is is for learning is in the is in the prism of learning and education you know i like to talk about things that people either may know about you know specifically and you know they may know a lot about or they don't know at all 
and I like talking about things that I don't know at all because you know it's it's <laughs> I've said it before it's fun to learn not now I found it fun to learn I actually have this, I've actually had this thought for a few months where you know back to uni I'm you know sometimes I do feel sad that it's gone because I really enjoyed myself for uni I was I felt like a different person I felt like a new person you know I kind of not rebuilt myself but I built I built on the foundations I've done for, I'd created for myself in sixth form and you know it was a very interesting experience the whole university experience um and I've kind of and I kind of miss I kind of miss it I kind of miss Southampton I kind of miss Solent and I you know I just miss it all um you know I've brought the podcast with me but you know it's not the same <laughs> it's not the same it's better but it's not the same um so yeah, I've actually had this thought for a while where I feel like teaching. Not in the. I don't want to say. I don't want to say I want to be a teacher because it, it's it, you know it's a it's nothing to sneeze at. Teaching's nothing to sneeze at. Um, but I do enjoy the, the the prospect of just like I don't know. Just I guess it's I guess it's a branch of me wanting to you know connect with people and think about ideas or think about or talk about their lives, you know the reason why I do interviews on this site is to you know just get people's stories and you know tell unique stories and try and connect hip hop to them as well. Um, that's why I do interviews and I feel like doing some form of teaching or doing stuff at schools, doing talks or whatever, you know, it's, it's something to be, it's something I'm really thinking about and, you know, not something I'll probably do like next year or two years down the line, but maybe down just 10 years, five, 10 years down the line, maybe, you never know, um, I'm, I'm keeping my, and that's another thing, you know, there's a lot of people around me where they can't think like this. And it kind of makes me a bit sad about it because, you know, I wish everybody can th- think like, okay, that sounds a bit, <laughs> that sounds a bit Agent Smith for me. Everyone, I want everyone to think like me. But I mean, in terms of, in terms of like, I want to do something and I want to make strides towards it, you know? I know a lot of people that can't do that because of whatever reason. But as long as they're happy, they're f- it's fine. But, you know, some people, I feel like, you know, everyone has dreams, everyone has dreams, but they can't fulfill them for whatever reason. And, you know, for some people, they get down about it. For some people, they don't. They just carry on with life. And that's fine. That's cool. That's good. Um, But, you know, at this point, what I'm doing right now is actually dreaming. I'm just dreaming right now in like this right in this right now. Right now, I'm dreaming. You know, thinking about teaching, quote unquote, talking. Um. Obviously, doing a uh, podcast network, you know, that's a dream. Screenwriting, dream. Um, it's all, it's, <laughs> sound like Biggie now. It was all a dream. You know, that's, those, these are things I want to do, and I feel like they're achievable. And hopefully I can achieve them at some point. Um, and hopefully, you know, as I go through, as I go through 2019 with What's Good and excuse me, and the fifth element, and starting to do my scripts again, hopefully you guys will be there to witness, I guess, 
not to not to say it in a cocky fashion, witness the greatness. But um, <laughs> um, I do like the fact of you know people joining people not joining me. Well, I do like the fact that people joining me. You know, I've, I'm always down for people. You know, if they want to write and if they want to talk, then you know, go for it. Do it. You know what I mean? That's 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 how it works and. It is. It's been. It's been a year. It's been a year. And actually, trust tree talk here, right? Um. So sometimes I talk to myself on via voice memo. You know, just um hop on the hop on the notes and just uh talk on the notes and leave it in the dust, basically. And there was actually a time <clears throat> where I actually did a lot of them especially during 2016. At that time, I was the first year of uni and a lot of things were changing. Obviously, uni was one of them. Um, I had a lot of personal stuff going on at that point and it was the first time I got got like a real proper rejection in terms of screenwriting and stuff like that and, you know, I realised that I wasn't at the level I thought I was. Um, but yeah, I haven't really done any in the past two years, which is quite, which is quite fascinating, I don't really know what that represents, but in my mind, I think it represents the fact that I am focused, I guess, and, you know, I thought I was focused, you know, in 2016, I really thought I was, but clearly I wasn't, you know, from all the (laughs) erratic voice messages that I gave myself, and, you know, I haven't listened to them until only, like, a week ago, and I actually just saw them all, and I was like, "Yeah, let's have let's have a look what I was think, feeling." Because I don't, I honestly, I didn't really remember half of them. Um, there's only one that I actually remember vividly, but the rest I don't really remember even recording. Um, but yeah, I recorded one for 2018 as well, and you know, reflecting similar to the way I'm doing now. And yeah, I feel, I feel, I feel okay. The fact that, you know, I'm still, I'm still really in the unknown, really, honestly, Um, I'm fine with that, I'm comfortable with that now, I guess that's the thing, isn't it, that I'm comfortable, the fact that I'm in the unknown, I don't, I still don't have a job, technically, I, (laughs) you know, you know, I've just recently moved house, and, you know, everything's, everything's either new or different, and, you know, sometimes that's okay, it really is, um, so, I guess I'll really end it there, because I, I, I don't want to, well, I have been rambling for the past 20 minutes, but um, <laughs> but, um I, think I've, I think I've done enough. Um, I'm actually going to write out a, uh, a do a little New Year's write-up, uh, reflecting in this similar way, but obviously more planned out and actually edited in terms of writing. So, um, if you follow me on whatever you know, on the, on the personal channels, then um, on the personal social medias, then you'll definitely be seeing that at some point, uh, probably on New Year's Eve itself. I do it every year. I've been doing it since uh, for the past seven years, I think. So, yeah, it's always it's something that I like to do as a tradition, um, just talk about myself and talk about the year and just recap because, you know, as a person, I'm very um, secluded, I'm a bit, um, I don't want to say I'm antisocial, but I'm an introverted extrovert, basically, you know, I'm, you know, in the moment I am, you know, if I'm talking to someone, then I can have the energy to talk, but 
um, in general, I'm really fine with being alone most of the time, um, and that's and that's okay. But that's okay by me, you know. Um, pe- pe- people, people, people are a variable. <laughs> people can mess up your vibe. Um, so, um, so yeah, I feel I feel it's I do it just because you know I don't talk about myself really. I don't really talk about myself from a you know from a, any perspective. I only do it in term. Only the only time I talk about myself is when I'm talking about either my writing or the stuff I'm doing, my podcast, my site, extra, uh, etc. I don't really talk about myself personally in that fashion. So New Year's Eve is always the reason why. It's also it, the reason why it's also always the my favorite time of year is it gives me my it gives me a reason to reflect. Um, and I do it, you know, I reflect many, many a time, but New Year's is always that mandatory one where you think about your year, you think about where you've come from and where you're going to be. And if you're like me and in the unknown, then that's good because you officially have a blank canvas and you can paint that however you want to paint it. And that's how I see it. So if you're in that boat with me, do not fret. You 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 have a blank canvas and you have uh, the world as a as all the colors in the world in 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 you know all the colors. So you can paint wherever you want, and I truly believe that you can you know uh, if you if you if you want to do something, then you have to take the steps towards it. And I think I think anyone could do that. So I'll leave it there. Um, if I I hope you guys had a nice uh, good holiday. Um, I hope you guys have a fantastic happy new year. Um, hope you reflect on your own year and where you're going. If you don't like it, do something about it. That's pretty, that's all that's all it is. Um, but yeah. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. A very, very loose episode, I will admit. Um, but we'll be back. We'll be back to normal next time. So, um, as I drink my drink. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's from the Fifth Element Podcast Network. Uh, this has been Charlie Taylor. This has been What's Goods. Have a happy New Year, everybody! And I'll see you on the next side, uh, on the other side, 2019. Take it easy.